Late last year, one of the biggest and most notable acquisitions in the cybersecurity industry took place. SonicWall acquired Solutions Granted. And while some of you might have read about the deal, very few know why that deal happened, what motivated the companies to come together, and how the acquisition will benefit MSPs moving forward. I interviewed Michael Crean of Solutions Granted and Michelle Ragusa-McBain of SonicWall, and I asked them about those issues, and they gave me answers. You want to hear what they said? Listen up. Welcome to this very special edition of the Technology Bradcast. I'm Brad Gross, your host and attorney to thousands of MSPs nationwide. Today, well, it's a pretty special day because you're about to hear the inside scoop of SonicWall's acquisition of solutions granted, and you're going to hear it from the players themselves. They'll talk about how the deal started, why shared culture is such an important aspect of a deal like this, and what benefits MSPs will see as a result of the acquisition itself. Let's get right to it. We welcome to the broadcast Michael Crean, CEO of Solutions Granted, and the genius behind that company's incredible success. And we have Michelle Ragusa-McBain, one of the most well-known and respected industry insiders and vice president of global channels at SonicWall. Welcome to all, and hello. Hey, Brad. Much hi. Nice having uh, this time together. Yeah, nice to be here. We've we've uh, we've been planning this for a little while, and now it's finally happening. So I'm glad uh, I'm glad you guys took some time to to chat with us. Uh, I'm going to jump right into it, and I'll start with you, Michael. So let's set the stage. Let's go back. You start this company, Solutions Granted, and it disrupts the industry in, in a good way. Uh, you're offering MSSP services, but what was unique was that you didn't require minimums, right? That was one right. of the big selling points. Uh, an MSP could sign up with as little as a single computer. And that business strategy, along with the reliability of the services, takes hold, launches you guys into becoming one of the largest MSSP players in the industry. Good. That's the background. You're doing great. You're making money. Uh, but I know you. I've known you for years, both as a client and a friend. And mm -hmm. uh, if we had talked like a year ago, you probably wouldn't have been thinking about being acquired. You know, that wasn't really at the forefront of your mind a year, year and a half ago, let's say. What changed? Why even consider offers to buy your company? Well, I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of interest for the last 18 months. Um, and what I will say is like, I've become really good at the Heisman. Like I've given everybody the Heisman for quite the time because I didn't want to do it. I didn't feel like I needed to do it. I really loved what I was doing every day. I felt passionate. I felt, um, you know, like I was in this just amazing place of being able to affect MSP's lives for the better and to give them something that they were having a hard time finding elsewhere. And so like, I loved coming to work every day. So why would I want to change anything? And, you know, but I also was willing to entertain the conversations up to the point that, you know, I was predestining and I knew that every conversation I was having, there was a no at the end of it, but I wanted to learn. I wanted to hear it. And maybe that wasn't as genuine of me as it could have been, but look, if you're knocking on my door and you want to express interest in me, well then, you know, maybe I just need to hear what I don't know. And if somebody were to walk in with a truckload of cash, well, then I would be foolish not to run away with it. Like I stole it. 
So we all know that Solutions Granted had been a SonicWell partner for 18 years. It is actually how our cybersecurity journey started. You know, we were a government contractor, we were a VAR, we were dabbling this MSP, and I saw this one-page article about SonicWall and their wireless capability and triple DES encryption on top of wireless. I was like, come on, that's not even possible. Who's doing that today? So I decided to go buy a box and figure out if it was true. I mean, because obviously, like if you're going to put it in black and white and it's going to be in writing and I can read it, well, it must be true. So let's just go ahead and go past the sniff test and what happens. And it started this hunger and desire in me to kind of re-energize you know that idea of protecting people from the things they can't protect themselves from you know that whole reason of why i spent nine years in the military you know serving the country and doing the things that we did and i will credit sonic walls to the start of that journey now obviously it wasn't an mssp 18 years ago um you know i went through a lot of years of being a security focused MSP and really realizing that I was a really sucky MSP, not going to lie. I was really terrible at it because my bedside manner isn't good because when you call me and you tell me you can't print, there's this urgency going on and you know how I need to have your urgency. Now it needs to become my urgency and that little blinky light that was telling you, you need a toner and my bedside manner maybe doesn't allow me to respond in the most kind and compassionate way as possible because what I want to look at you is, hey, you're too stupid to actually own that device. Why don't you box it up and send it back and let's go back to paper and pen with you? Um, not the yeah, right I, I can't imagine why your your bedside manner was wonderful. I, but, I you know, but I was realizing I was creating my own harm and I was also creating harm for the clients that I was servicing because I wasn't doing for them. And this thing that I volunteered, my free will, I decided to do it and I wasn't doing it to the best of my ability because I was allowing my own personal feelings get in the way. And, you know, it was, Hey, how do I reinvent myself? How do I do something different? And that reinvention came from the idea. It's like, Hey, we've got this amazing relationship with SonicWall. Let's go all in. Let's go all in on everything. SonicWall, let's do their SSL VPN appliances. Let's do their email security. Let's do their firewalls. Let's do their backup appliances. And we all know that was maybe a bit of a hot mess, but I'm going to tell you those backup appliances worked so well for us and our clients. It was revolutionary to get away from the tape and go into this continuous data protection market. And we were doing well and it felt great because we were really getting strategically focused um, and I loved it. And then we also started to realize like, hey, MSPs really struggle with an idea of what security was because you go back 10 years ago, MSPs and, and seal, even some today, it's like, hey, I gave you a firewall and I gave you antivirus, kind of like, hey, I'm good. What more do you need? And that's not the reality of it, but the reality was there was nobody really educating and there was nobody giving them an on-ramp to success. And that's what we saw it as, is we wanted to give partners an on-ramp to success. And I will say that we started to broaden out you know, and some of it became of the Dell acquisition. You know, we started to see some downturn in our business when Dell acquired SonicWall. And so we brought in Mimecast, you know, and that really started to make things a lot better for us and that cloud email security protection. And then about eight or nine years ago, we made a strategic relationship with Silence. And it really started to change who we were and how we thought we could be perceived and how we could take the fight to the threat actors and how we could win. And, you know, you had said it earlier, it wasn't just about the no minimums. It's about the no minimums and no contracts. Like it could be one endpoint for one day, 
I mean, I hope it lasts longer than one day because, man, if it's not one day, we really suck if you're leaving me that fast. Um, but, you know, the whole idea was is that if I can give you this thing one bite at a time, one spoonful at a time, and it just allows you to grow your business in a way where you don't feel pressured and your total cost of ownership and you feel like, hey, I've got this big monkey on my back because of this contract and I want to be profitable and I want to keep my margins and everything up. But if I can partner with you and just make my team a natural extension of your team, what can it be? Right. And so we kind of kept moving this forward. And then it was in the summer of last year, like, you know, late, late spring, early summer, um, Sonic Wall wanted to have a conversation with us. And I thought it was really going to be more about the idea of they were looking to make a change. And it's something that I had been saying for years, like, hey, you know, can you guys stop looking at yourself for your boxes? Can you start looking at yourselves for your services and your capabilities and you know all of the really cool stuff that you're doing? And you know, they came here, we had a meeting and it was like, yeah, we want to buy you. And I had said probably 10 years ago in casual conversations, like if I could ever write the perfect story, like I've had this love affair with SonicWall for 18 years and it's where it all started. It's like, if I could write the perfect story and SonicWall would acquire us one day. And this is like 10 years ago, thinking, oh, how stupid does that sound? Like little old it me, never little, right. little old solutions granted. It's never going to happen. Like, you know, I just, I'm just going to really be happy, but what a cool story would that be? You know, I could sit in my rocking chair when I'm much older and tell my kids, you know, this story. And here we are today. And it happened. And there was just everything that I could possibly want in an acquisition to feel like somebody valued me, somebody valued my employees, somebody valued our strategy, somebody valued our channel. But these were all things of who they already were. Um, you know, there was a lot of advice that had been given to me one time. And it's like, like the money is a part of the acquisition, but you might want to make sure that the corporate culture aligns. You mm -hmm. really want to make sure that this is going to be the marriage that you want. Because um, once you sell it, it's not yours anymore and you're in. That's and it. Like you're just not going to walk away. And, and, and that's not what I wanted too. I mean, it was very clear. I did not want to be done. I wanted to be responsible for something. I wanted to be empowered to go something bigger, you know, and take care of a bigger channel. And, you know, we went from Solutions Granting having over a thousand MSPs that were supporting to SonicWall having 17,000. So, you know, and we're going to take this thing global. So it just, I mean, you know, sometimes I guess you have to be careful what you say. And I put it out into the universe casually 10 years ago. Like, how cool would this be? And uh, Manifested. You know, here, yeah, here we are, <laughs> you know, 62 days ago. And now it's true. But through it all, you know, again, one of the selling points, one of the many selling points that you guys had uh, pre pre-acquisition was that you would service one computer, like you just said, one computer for a day, if that's what they wanted. Do you still hold that? principle have you changed that principle after the acquisition how how have things changed or, now, or not you know here's the really cool thing so during all of the due diligence and having conversations with bob van kirk who's the ceo and matt niederman over there and several of the other executives they didn't want to change us they wanted to empower us to continue to be exactly what we are and they had proven that for themselves already one of the things that i noticed in their new service provider program they went to a monthly service offering 
and got away from the annual commits. And that was certainly telling to me. It's like, okay, well, if you did this prior to acquiring me and having these conversations, well, then you truly believe this to be your path to success. And that's one of those, you know, additional alignment points that we were seeing. And, you know, I was, I was warned and I was cautioned by a lot of my friends that have gone through acquisitions and said, hey, you're going to sell your house. And if they decide to paint it pink, I know, Michelle, you love pink. Why would I be picking on pink? But if they decide to paint it pink or purple or whatever, (laughs) whatever it is, you have to be okay with that. And so I prepared myself with, you're going to tell me all of these things that you know I want to hear. And we're doing this dance and we're going through this, you know, time of preparation, of engagement, getting to this joining of forces, but it didn't change. And so I had the highest expectations and greatest hopes. And really in the back of my mind, everybody was feeding me all this beware, beware, beware. But I've known Bob Van Kirk for so long. Like Bob and I have known each other for a really long time. And there was no doubt in my mind that if he said it, that it would be true. And that this is what SonicWell's intent was to do. And I mean, he said it on, you know, the deal was signed on the 15th. I think we did our first public announcement on 15th of November. Mm-hmm. It was first public announcements on the 16th of November, if I remember correctly. And in that first announcement, he made the statement then, you know, we're not changing any of that. We are going to be a home for everyone. We're going to meet partners where they are on their journey. And, you know, once you publicly say it, it's one thing when we're sitting in a closed room. But once you publicly say it, and it's pretty hard to turn back from it, but it's, I, I wasn't even really thinking that that was going to be true. The only doubt that I had was some of the conversations that people were saying, it's like, you know, well, everybody says a lot of things, but it may not always be true. And right. yeah. we've seen a lot of acquisitions in the industry where they say, oh, things will be exactly as they were. We're just going to leverage each other's strengths. And then a year later, you know, partners on each side are saying, well, it's not exactly that way anymore. But you're saying that that has not, I know it's early in the relationship, but there are no signs of a change coming for you guys in in a bad way. Right. And I'll tell you, the biggest telling sign for me is like, how many CFOs on the acquiring, like how many times have you seen a CFO stay? Like obviously SonicWell has an amazing CFO. Jeff is fantastic. He's brilliant. He's so cool and awesome and just a nice guy. But I had my own CFO, Jessica. You know, how many times does the acquiring company keep the acquired CFO? And they did. So they've kept my entire finance team. They've kept my entire billing team. And they've said, hey, we've got a lot to learn from you. And we want you to keep billing because that is one thing that you could have the best tech in the world. But if you screw up billing, man, People don't want to have anything to do with you. And I'll tell you, Reddit's going to light you up because people (laughs) will go to that public airing of grievances and Reddit is going to destroy you. And for me, when they made those comments and they said, we're going to keep Jessica, we're going to keep her entire team. We're going to keep you billing because we know that you're successful at it. And that's a technology company making a business decision that's beyond technology. And so it just continues to reinforce that I am blessed. I am honored. I am so fantastically happy that this has taken place. I mean, like, look, I was living my best life ever in owning this company and having the opportunity to support MSPs. And I feel like, I don't know how it happened, but it just got better. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Well, listen, Michelle, your turn. Now you're on the spotlight. So SonicWall, let's talk about it from, because we've just heard about it from Michael's perspective. Let's talk about SonicWall's perspective. So 
Sonicwall is an 800-pound gorilla in the area of cybersecurity. I speak with literally thousands of MSPs every year. And when I ask them about their security stack, invariably, the name Sonicwall pops up, right? You have uh, next-gen firewalls, threat protection, uh, sandbox tech. Um, and, and so you guys sit at the heap uh, of security solution providers. But as well-regarded as the company is, it was not thought of as an MSSP. Right, it was not thought of in that way, um, and if anything, your products and solutions were resold by MSSPs. So, um, what made Sonicwall look to the MSSP market? What made you guys um, look to solutions granted? And is that a sign, perhaps, that Sonicwall is expanding the scope of its services to capture an entirely well a, a related but different market? Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's a great question. And I think a part of that is my background. So I've been in the tech channel for about 19 years now. And um, 14 of those years, I was at Cisco and as a boomerang. And we all know that they kind of went in towards the MSP space. I led that mission for global SMB MSPs around the world. And prior to that, I was a consultant and I worked with managed service providers every day, uh, helping them through COVID and through different areas. And for me, I got to take off a vendor hat for a while and ask them, you know, what's important to you? What's keeping you up at night? Why do you work with this particular vendor? Uh, what, you know, and it's not just about products. Products are extremely important, but fairly comparable to a lot of them. It's the way you're supported. It's the way you're enabled. It's simplicity and ease of doing business with somebody. It's a vendor that has you in mind, that they want you to be a strategic partnership and be more profitable and be more collaborative to co-market and co-brand and find those leads together and develop them hand in hand. And so when I was looking for opportunities, um, it actually presented to myself in the same way, hey, you know, Sonicwall is an amazing company. They're very beloved in the MSP space. And if you get a chance, I would love for you to connect with the team. And I never thought about working for a competitor. It was never something in my mind. But when I met the leadership team, including Jason Carter, our CRO, who has been at the company 17 years and our CEO, Bob Van Kirk, as Michael mentioned, who was CMO, CRO, CEO, and I saw the reimagination of what they were doing in the company. And I equate it to the Stanley Cup, not the NHL, but the cup that everyone's going crazy about, even though this is a 110-year-old brand. Michelle, you have one of those cups, confess. Confess right Absolutely. Now. Okay. Absolutely. But I did not pay $300 on eBay for it. So I will say that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Nor did Sorry. I trample anyone in a Target. Okay. Um, but there is that ability for us to say, how do we reimagine our people, our programs, our technology, our go-to market strategy? What does Sonic Wall of tomorrow look like? So when I joined the company in May, I started as their North American channel chief and quickly I was promoted to global channel chief and I get to work with our partners around the world. And the first thing that I'll say is that uh, one, people said, I thought I liked you before, but now I really like you. I've been a Sonic Wall partner for 10, 20, 30 years. And the love and devotion through acquisition, release, uh, from Dell, working as private equity backing. We've had a lot of different um, faces as a company, but there's been so much, and this is really a testament to our team and our, our channel team and our engineers around the world who have done an incredible job 
creating best-in-class technology and supporting our partners. That's a primary. And that's leadership top-down. Like Bob, will, if you send him an email, our CEO is responding to that email. It doesn't matter how big or small our partners are. And I've never really seen that sort of love from leadership before. And I think it's incredible. And he's uh, an incredible leader. And our whole team has really been um, a combination of people that have been around for a while and people that are really new and bringing that diversity of thought together. So looking at the, the landscape, you know, I've been around for a while too. Uh, Todd Thibodeau, CEO of Comtia, said that 73% of VARs are going to become MSPs seven years ago or so. And 72% of them, according to Channel Futures, want to become MSSPs. We know it's not if, but when a cyber attack happens. And there needs to be a level of preparedness. And in a post-COVID world, every company is a tech company. And they need these trusted advisors to keep them safe and protected and to give them peace of mind and be the virtual CIOs of their business. And so when you look at managed service providers, they're an essential service worker, truly. And so this was an all-in. We had started a program three years ago, but when I came into position, I was like, no, we are fully in to managed services. And Bob is in alignment. Jason's in alignment. And we, we had to do what we call outside-in listening. So what was working, what isn't. We merged our programs together so we could give our partners flexible consumption, billing and arrears. We made sure that they can earn rebates and MDF because sometimes you're going to buy an access point and switch. And sometimes you're going to sell through recurring revenue. And I don't want anyone to be penalized depending on the type of customers they have. We want them to grow and be successful with us. So looking at that, our first step was to relaunch our Secure First program. We did that for new partners in September. We're going live globally for all partners Feb 1. Um, we also tried to come up with really competitive promotions and ideas. We hired Chandra Prasad and he's created a revolutionary new tech roadmap. So you look at where we are today and where we're continuing to evolve. We've made two acquisitions in 60 days, um, zero trust and sassy and managed detection response and all of the incredible offerings that Michael provides. And what I would say is that this is our commitment to our partners. We heard you. We know what you want and what you need. And it was very critical to us and who we acquire that they have a similar culture to SonicWall. You know, I love the analogy of how you compare yourself to Spartans and partners, Michael, with your team. And it, you know, as you say on your website, security is not your job. It's your responsibility. SonicWall, that's in our DNA as well. Like we are a pure security company first. And those layers of security continue to need the right sort of solutions at every layer, the right type of threat detection and response, the right type of vulnerability assessments and management. And it's important for us that we needed to evolve our solutions to meet all of those needs and create a platform that wasn't just a product to Michael's point, we're not just selling firewalls. We're selling you an end-to-end -end platform to keep our partners safe and protected. Well, so you're going global. <laughs> so you've expanded, you're going global. You now have, um, um, it, it really sounds like you've, you've expanded the scope of what SonicWall is doing in a in a major way. Uh, but one of the things that you just talked about that I wanted to touch on was you said culture and fit. And Mike, you, you said that so far it's been great. And Michelle, you said there has to be a cultural fit. So what I'm going to ask you now isn't necessarily related to 
your specific acquisition. But generally, now that you've gone through all this, Michelle, you've been around this block lots of times, um, MSPs that are thinking about being acquired or merging, there has to be a cultural fit. Mike, how do you even determine, how do you go about exploring whether there will be a cultural fit? I'm sure that you had to think about that before you said yes to SonicWall. What's in your head? What what should you be thinking about as an MSP that's thinking about acquiring or being acquired? And I think you have to understand what's important to you. And for me, this acquisition, as far as a cultural fit, was a little bit easier because I've got an 18 year history with SonicWall. And so, you know, I've been a member of their advisory council. We've got people that have been on their technical advisory board. And so we've had our opportunity to put our head behind the wall, pun intended, many times in this relationship with SonicWall. So we already knew a lot. And then you've got people like Jason Carter. We've had, you know, greater than a decade worth of experience with Jason, Zach Yarns, a greater than a decade worth of experience, you know, Bob Van Kirk. So a lot of that was easy for us. What I would say is that if you're an MSP out there and you're thinking about being acquired, the first two questions that I would ask any MSP is why? Do you want to be acquired because it's time for you to ride off into the sunset and go buy your island or you know whatever it is? Or do you want to continue to be engaged and just be a part of something bigger? You know, Is it this passion of like, I've taken it as far as I can take it and I'm really interested in taking it farther. Can I be a part of a bigger team? Can I be a part of something that's more amazing? And so if you can answer those first two questions, then you know, that really starts to define how important culture is to you. And then also understanding, you know, like, are you going to be a good employee? Like, I'm going to be honest, like, I've said this and I've joked around multiple times and I really hope it never becomes true. But man, after 22 years of being a CEO and founder of something and not really having to get permission from anybody for anything, I've said multiple times, man, I hope HR does not have me on speed dial. That's what I really hope doesn't happen. And I'm going to do everything in my power to- I think HR was thinking the same thing. Just, I, I'm going to, well, legal probably already has me on speed dial, but you know, we're hoping to make make sure that it's not for really bad reasons. But those are like, those are the kind of things I think you need to think about as a founder, you know, and for me, like <clears throat> one of the comments that we heard on Reddit, as this was becoming public knowledge, it was like, well, how long is it going to be before the dumpster fire starts over there? You know, how long is it going to be before Michael leaves? How long is it going to be before Corey leaves? How long is it going to be before Will leaves? How long is it going to be before Jessica leaves? And the thing that was important to us, and I think was also important to Sonic Wall, and this was an easy ask, they're like, hey, we want a two-year commitment as a minimum. Can you give us a two-year commitment that you're not going to go anywhere, that you're going to stay here, you're going to be, because we want to grow this business with you. And for me, it was like, yeah, absolutely. It's like, that was another telltale sign for me that they weren't just trying to buy me and, you know, shoe, go away, boy, we're done with you. And so for me, it was just, and I like to believe in people. Like, I mean, look, Brad, you're an attorney. You're a great attorney, but I'm going to tell you, I'm not a big fan of attorneys, big fan of you. Either yeah, not necessarily, not, a, not necessarily a big fan of attorneys, but, you know, it was this, this opportunity that I want to continue to believe in everything that people are telling me until I can't believe because you proved to me that I shouldn't believe in you. And they just kept saying all of the right things. Hmm. And it was being said with such genuineness and such passion that I just didn't believe that it just, I'm going into this just believing there's no way this isn't going to work. 
And so I think some of that I think is- you sort of have to, right? You have to, if, if, if you're going into an acquisition or merger thinking, well, it will probably work, then it's not a good sign. Hope yeah, it's I mean, not a strategy, right. but we- Yeah, we... <laughs> right. I mean, I think, you know, I, I think there's probably some people that go into a marriage with the, you know, I hope this works. Right. And, and those marriages probably don't work. You know, I don't have any numbers or statistics on that, but it's just my wild guess on this one. <laughs> But I think it's the same thing when you're being acquired. And for me, I like that was one of my, I, this is non-negotiable for me. If you're acquiring me, I need to be in charge of something. I want to be in a position to affect change. I want to be responsible for that change. And whether it's right or wrong, you know, I want to be held accountable for it, but I want to help drive your mission forward. But I want to do it with a little bit of my flair. Yeah. And and I'll add to that. So as on the vendor side, a lot of times, you know, um, people that want to acquire will connect with super connectors and they want to find out who are those aspiring MSPs that want to be acquired that are a good fit. And I would say it's the same interview process as, you know, for them interviewing you that you should be doing back to them, right? It's not a one-sided agreement. And to Michael's point, there are different types of acquisitions. There are the type where they just want you because you have the right product fit or the right geographic fit or the right vertical fit. That's a gap for what they're missing. And there's the type that are saying, I want you to be an extension of our family and keep doing what you do well. I don't want to merge you into something that you're not or into what we are, but you're a complementary and you're filling a gap that we have and we need you, you and your services. So we want to keep you and your team employed. And I think that's the best type of fit because I think the worst acquisition, acquisitions I've seen is when you acquire somebody and try to make them something they're not. And for any business owner, this is your baby. There's so much blood, sweat, and tears that goes into creating it from inception into growth, into the challenging times, into your employees and your teams, and you become a family. And the last thing you want to do is give up your family for money. So, I mean, yes, we all want aspirationally to get the right dollars and cents. But in order to do that, I think you have to have the right fit for somebody who's going to support you and encourage you and have the right DNA for what your vision of your company is for tomorrow. I agree. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. So tell me something that uh, you want MSPs to know. All right. This is sort of like, we'll, we'll end it with this, this question. MSPs that are listening to this to this podcast, um, you know, they they may have um, a trepidation about the merger, which hopefully has now been alleviated through what Michael is saying. Michael's not going anywhere. It's a great cultural fit, according to Michelle and Michael. Everything's good. What do you want MSPs to know about what they can now expect moving forward in the next year or two or three from this acquisition? What are they going to get out of this? What should they be excited about? I could kick it off and then end it with Michael because I think for me, the the number one thing is Sonic Ball is a hundred percent channel company. We are not direct. Everything we do is for and with our channel partners. We want you to be successful. And that is exactly why we're creating the products roadmap that we're creating, the acquisition strategy that we have, and the the investment to lower lower rebate thresholds and get 50% off new deal reg and to completely um, 
increase our marketing development funds to help you co-brand and co-market and co-develop with us. Everything we're doing, our learning and enablement um, in Sonic Wall University is geared at our partners and the feedback that you've provided in our partner councils, our technical councils at, you know, events around the world and our quarterly business reviews. Um, so if you're not a partner today, we'd love for you to kind of check out what we're doing. It's I say there's never been a better time to be a Sonic Wall partner. And if you are, I want to thank you for your partnership because it really does mean the world to us. And I think that we have the right recipes and ingredients for the best success. And Michael coming aboard has really helped increase that tenfold. And I'm super excited for the year ahead and all of the opportunities that we have to strengthen our partner's business and keep our customers safe. Michael, over to you. What should customers uh, be excited about? I don't know, but Michelle said it's tenfold better. Like Michelle, I'd have been happy if you just said it was fivefold better, but man, now I've got some big things to live up to. <laughs> um, you know, here's what I think they should be excited about is that when you are a small scrappy entrepreneur and you're building out this brand and you're trying to take care of MSPs and you've got this small amount of money, and you're really successful and you're doing well by the channel. And then you have this amazing merger, this acquisition that takes place from this behemoth like Sonic Wall. And they say, we don't want to change you. We actually want you to change us. And that message has been said to me so many times from the entire executive leadership team at Sonic Wall. That's a really, it's humbling. Like a guy from my position with this 38 person company becoming a part of this 1700 person company is like, we don't want to change you. You want, we want you to change us. And it's not just lip service. And the fact that we are going to do something that is so revolutionary. And when I say that, you look at the, and I'm not going to say that my name, but let's just think about all the other firewall vendors out there that have a sock as a service. They have offerings. It's around their products. You know, it's their endpoint. It's their firewall. It's theirs. It's theirs. It's theirs. Well, one of the things that has been important to me is to try to have a more open ecosystem and meet partners where they're at in their journey. And we've obviously had some restrictions as where we're solutions grant. It's like, hey, we want to be so good at what we're doing is we just don't want to branch out into everything. But how many of these other vendors are willing to say, and I'm saying this today, if you're a Fortinet partner and you've got Fortinet firewalls and that's what you love and you don't want to give them up, we can still provide SOC services. SonicWall is going to do that for you. We're still going to, we're going to branch out and we're going to do other things. SonicWall obviously has their own endpoint technology, just like some of the other vendors do. But we have now an, a Sentinel-1 offering. There's so many MSPs out there that love Sentinel-1. And while we have taken the last eight or nine years to become the most amazing practitioners that what we were doing is owning our craft and what we were doing with Silence, we're now, because we've got the resources and we've got the capabilities, we're going to have a Sentinel-1 MDR. We're going to have a capture client MDR, which is the endpoint technology for SonicWall. We're going to have a Windows oh. Defender MDR. And so your Checkpoint, your Fortinet, your WatchGuard, your Palo Alto, your Meraki's, your PFSense, all these other firewalls that people need SOC services for, but maybe you don't have somebody that can also do SOC services around Microsoft 365 and Sentinel-1, and you want to keep Fortinet. Well, you've got a home in us. So I believe that all is what one the partners place. can be all in one place. So I think there's a really big opportunity for partners to find a home that's more open and more capable and not saying, and, and we're not doing this. Like we're, we're working with the sales team and we're making sure that they understand, hey, if somebody comes in and they say, I love my Fortnite, I love my Palo, I love my Checkpoint, I love my Meraki, whatever it is, and they feel really passionate and operationally efficient with it, 
cool. What can we help you with? How can right. we help you on your journey? What is the thing that keeps you awake at night? Oh, you're really struggling with sock services around Microsoft 365. Awesome. We've got you. Oh, you've got Sentinel One, but you've got nobody providing sock services. You've got nobody providing you professional services and giving you best practices. Cool. We can do that too. Um, you know, and we're going to be able to do domain controllers and switches and other core and critical assets. And now with this acquisition of Banyan, holy crap, like, I mean, like we've got this SASE platform, we've got this SSE capability. Like when you turn that into a service and you start wrapping SOC services around that, really who's going to compete with us? I mean, honestly, like I can look at some of the other players and look at the really cool things that they're doing, but they're not doing the breadth that we are. And, and we're not trying to do... Yeah. And through it all, like Michelle said, it sounds like everyone is still grounded. In other words, uh, somebody could still email you, you're going to answer it. Somebody could email the CEO of Sonic, well, he's going to answer it. Someone email, emails Michelle, she'll answer it. So even okay. through all this merger and, and, and acquisition and expansion, it sounds like everyone is still grounded. Always. And I think that's important. I think yeah. that's really, really important. Um, you know, and my hope is, is that this isn't a two-year journey for me. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that I'm going to continue to love this. We're going to continue to grow this. And, you know, I hope we turn this into a hundred million dollar business, just the managed security services. And, I, and I'll tell you one other thing, like what SonicWell's done, they've created a new business unit. They created the managed security services division. It's never existed before. It's a whole new business unit. Every single one of my employees came over and they have a job and I'm reporting directly to the CEO. So I'm a direct report to him. I mean, look, I don't know why they thought it was good to leave me in charge and give me that much power, but okay. I mean, like we're along for the ride and no take backs. You're that much clearly, closer to level. <laughs> clearly they didn't do their due diligence, but it's, no, uh, it is what it is me. now. It is what it is. So I mean, there should be a 90 second delay anytime I'm speaking because we're not sure what's coming out of his mouth. <laughs> we never, we never know. Well, listen, guys, I will let you go. I really appreciate you both joining us. I think that listeners are now um, a lot more informed about why this whole acquisition took place and what they should expect in the future from all of you. Uh, if they need to reach you guys, I assume they can just email you, reach out, call you. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh. Carrier right. pigeon, smoke <laughs> signal, you know, whatever Carrier you want to do. <laughs> whatever works. It's part of the, it's part of the culture. And it's part of what you were talking about, about being grounded and still being who you are and true to your own uh, original um, uh, endeavors. Um, and, and yet at the same time being able to expand. So I think it's great. Thank you so much. And um, hopefully we'll see you all on the road at some uh, industry event real soon. Thank you, Absolutely. Brad. And Thanks, Brad. Michael and I will be twinning the next time you see us. Stay tuned. We, You're going to have to come be. check it out. That's going to be a whole other podcast. I'm just saying. That's Thank you, guys. Thank you. Take care. Well, that's it for this episode of the Technology Broadcast. I hope you learned a lot from Michael and Michelle, and I think they've given you tips and tools that you can use to help get your company ready for a merger or an acquisition. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next Technology Broadcast.